Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mac Show. I'm Jeff Gamut. I'm your interim host, sitting in for Ewan Rankin. And uh, uh, wow, I get to hang out with cool people yet again. And um, it's it, the big it, show. Did I say it's the Mac <laughs> Show? Yes. God. Oh my God. <laughs> Should we try again? <laughs> Run, VT. Uh, okay, all, all, all I have to say about this is that yeah. no worries. You based can on what Ewan pays me to do this, he's getting his money worth. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I thought you would say no worries. I can edit. Oh yeah, that's and that too. No worries. I can edit. Okay, let's try this again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the big show. I'm Jeff Gamut. I'm your semi-capable interim host, sitting in for you and Rankin, and I'm still here with cool people and uh, and luckily cool people that have my back because it seems I'm completely incapable of knowing which British Tech Network show I'm hosting at any given moment. Um, as as we say in uh, in uh, su southern part of the U.S. Bless my heart. Bless that, that's actually a really nice way of saying, well, that one's a little slow. <laughs> Sometimes uh, it's also the very nice way of saying you're you're an idiot. So yeah, oh yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> yes, nuances of uh of US English. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyhow, <clears throat> so Let's just say hi to everyone, because uh, before I completely bungled the intro, we were already having a nice little discussion, which if, mm -hmm. you, if you were watching live, you got to see. Um, so, yeah, Patrice, how are you? I'm I'm doing reasonably well. I'm kind of tired today, but it's it's all good. It's Thursday already and a short week because of my birthday on Monday. Mm -hmm. So I took the day off. It was really nice of the US of the NFL to like have a have a like a con like a short concert with some ads around them and oh yeah there was some sports interruptions in between all of that and that was actually I'm kidding like the game was actually I mean I, I have not watched any any NFL and like I think since last Super Bowl I usually don't care too much about it um but it was actually a good game and I enjoyed it and watched that and I said they celebrated my birthday, so that was pretty. They did. I I thought it was really great to throw uh, a, a solid concert, yeah, they... as a celebration for you. And then mm -hmm. they did an opening and closing act with uh, yeah. these guys in tight costumes, yeah, running they were around. Nice, and... nice to look at as well. So not complaining about See, that. <laughs> all, all for you, Patrice. Exactly, all for me. Yeah, and, and I mean a bunch of Taylor Swift in between. Like it was, it was a good night. I mean, I went to bed at like five thirty in the morning, so that was nice. But nice. No, it was a good. As I said, it was overall a good weekend. I'm very much looking forward to to my weekend. And you so. have your whole party wall going behind. I you have my weekend. I have my party wall. Yeah, I, I bought the second Govi uh, curtain part so that it's filling everything, and I properly hung it which turned out to be way easier than i originally thought like I, the, the first the first try I was really complicated with like this little piece of string and whatever and now i just threw a cup like put a couple nails in the wall and like 
hang it off that and it works. So Excellent. actually pretty simple and easy and it wasn't expensive. So, And I'm having a lot of fun doing that, like working with that. You see, like I can do crazy stuff. That's awesome. So if you're listening, you cannot see that. You will have to like go to britishtechnetwork.com and look for the video and then you can see the party that's happening behind me. If you're listening to this and you don't have synesthesia, then you need to go to britishtechnetwork.com. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, this is the show on February 15th, 2024. Four, yeah. It's already 24. Yeah, I know. It feels like again. 1984 for you, Barbara. It, yeah, it's so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was 30, almost 40 years. That's exactly 40 years ago now. Holy crap. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. oh my Crazy, God. right? Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean the Mac is 40 years old. We know that. So yeah, I'm I'm having a good time. You can see I'm clearly all over the place. Yes. It, and <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Um speaking yes. of uh Ian, how are you? <laughs> Speaking of all I'm... over the place, a different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm old. I, I intentionally uh... didn't, didn't complete the segue <laughs> so you could choose if it was all over the place or awesome or... I'm obviously awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I'm, I've not been a couple of weeks. I managed to do some interesting stuff myself. I was helping out uh, a road safety thing. A local garage was running to for women drivers and for doing things that changing tires, how to do it. Don't just rely on the fact that you'll call up emergency services and someone will do it for you. What the lights on your dashboard mean, stuff like that. That's what those guys will be doing. I work with a, a driving safety group and we kind of teach people how to drive with more awareness and more forethought. And we were there to come promote that and see if we can get anyone to come on board with it and take a class from the charity I work for. So that was fun. So we did that. I did that last week, the week before. And last week, I had some really silly people that live on the other side of the Atlantic for me that decided that they wanted a meeting that's closer to this time than it is to my normal working hours because they're silly and they live in a foreign those, country. Those Yankees. Yeah, them, them silly buggies. <laughs> they live over there. so self-centered. They are. They wouldn't. They wouldn't rearrange to their mid to their bedtime. So they're early to the early hours of the morning for me. So I had to go. Hmm. I had to be on a call for that. But yeah, yeah, it's the way of the world. Work for international companies. We have these funds. Yeah, if no, if it's any good. consolation, oh, yes. um, East Coast United States that that's really where that uh, that time zone um, self centered thing happens. Um, yeah, I live in mountain mm -hmm. time zone, so I'm two hours uh, behind East Coast. But so many of my meetings that uh, that I have with clients that are East Coast, they want to do a morning meeting. And so they want to do 9 a.m., which to them seems civilized. For me, <laughs> that means a 7 a.m. meeting. Yeah. Even 9 a.m., I'm like, hell no. I'm like, yeah, get that. <laughs> I, I regularly run classes for my colleagues that, that are based in Germany and in the Euro well, in Europe in general. Or, mm -hmm. And so... For me, a civilized time to start the class is nine in the uh, in GMT. Unfortunately, Ten. they want nine CET. No, they want nine CET. So, eight o'clock yeah. in the morning, I'm there. Good morning, it's Ian, and welcome to my yeah. class. About, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So it works the yeah. other way. But the silly devils that, work, that live that way, and then my remaining colleagues are two hours ahead of me. So that's mm -hmm. even more. 
I feel you. Yeah, pain. we have tattoo. We have tattoo. I have on one side the my Portuguese team, and when I'm in Lisbon, like I'm working that time zone, and on the other hand, I have the Ukrainian team, so they're like one hour ahead of me right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah Lisbon is that is that is GMT? It's GMT, yeah. Yeah. So they don't that, it's always they really nice. They don't change though, I don't think, do they? For summer and winter, do they? They stay GMT. All no, the they, no, 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 civilized. No, no, no. They do. No, they change. do change, do they? They yeah, do change. Yeah, they okay. do change. Yeah, we're much more civilized. Oh well, a bit. I mean, if it was up to me, I wouldn't care. Like it's just a number. Like, UTC, UT, or, or UTC as they prefer in the in yeah. your part of the world. We don't want to. Yeah. don't want to be calling it just GMT. Call it UT yeah, just call UTC, it like just UTC, everybody UTC, does UTC and like I mean some people go to bed at whatever nine a.m. and some people go to bed at nine p.m. Like who cares? It's just know, a number. <laughs> I, it is just. A I'd number. be totally fine with that. Just universal time for the whole world. Mm -hmm. And um, and you know what time the sun rises and sets where yeah. you are. Yeah, I mean that doesn't change. Like people would probably still work and go to bed or whatever you would. But if I tell you, okay, we're gonna meet at nine a.m., then there's no math involved. You know, no, okay, no, this, not, it's this is gonna yeah. be nine a.m. for me as well. And that's, I think, the important part. All right, so yeah. you're super old school. Swatch, the watch company, they mm -hmm. tried yeah. to create a universal time thing, mm -hmm. um, like back in the '90s, I think it was. And uh, yeah, it was a universal time. And um, um, they were hoping that people would like pick up on it and, mm -hmm. because, of course, it was their thing. And I, I really liked it because I could have the universal clock in my menu bar along with my mm -hmm. local time clock. And anytime I needed to schedule meetings with someone, if we if we set it on swatch time, yeah, everyone knew exactly what time it was, but it yeah. never caught on. Yeah, I mean, to technically, I would say large chart, large swath of the internet work that way because most servers these days are actually running UTC. What you see is different to what the server actually uses in the background mm -hmm. because that solves a ton of problems with like, especially switching times, like we going forward and back summer and winter, whatever, it just stays on UTC and never changes. So it makes it easy. Yeah, the dot beat time. <laughs> from a series of watches they created which you can use mm -hmm. the internet oh, it was called beat time. time dot beat yeah i've just googled i, I was i was fascinated to see what that how <laughs> crazy we'll throw the link in the chat yeah. i will absolutely it's a wikipedia link i'll whack that in the chat yeah, yeah but as i said so it's in, in general a lot of like computers these days they work with utc it's just easier yeah, to deal it's with easy, it is, yes. yeah we, we yeah. have that problem all the time because like we have whatever medical data created in one time zone, but then sent to someone else and it's a different time zone, or you have the stupid things of daylight savings where like, I mean, what do you do if something happens right in that kind of weird window? Like, is it old, new, like, how does that convert? Like, do you, do you have an hour basically twice because the, the clock was set back? Like all of that. So we store everything in UTC and then it's just about how do we display it? Mm -hmm. Yep. Just local time math on top of UTC. Exactly. Yeah, which is, I mean, a solved problem. There's there's libraries for that. We don't even have to do that ourselves. Right. See, we didn't even need to have Swatch trying to invent their own time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I think that's why UTC exists because I think in the in the I think scientific community and like I think also space a lot of times they needed something that they can all rely on that does not change. 
that mm -hmm. is always the same for everybody. And you can, as I said, convert it to whatever you want locally, but it's always the same, no matter where you are. Like you could be on, on the moon or on Mars and it's still Earth-based yeah. UTC, basically. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. You need a common point of reference. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It gets a little bit difficult when it comes to that the day on, a Mar on Mars is longer and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember going longer to or shorter. I, I can never remember longer yeah. or shorter. There was there was a thing yeah. in one, in a planetarium I went to where they had kind of a a scale with how long each time segment <laughs> was on Earth and how it compared to everywhere else. It was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even on Earth, it's technically not exactly the same. Thing. No, it changes as well, story. doesn't it? Yeah. Changes yeah. a little. Gravitational. Gravity changes things, and gravity yeah. is different in different parts of the world. So yeah, it shifts by whatever. As Jeff whatever. Knows. <laughs> as I know, yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, atmospheric yeah. so, density, oxygen uh, percentage, uh, mm -hmm. amount of UV radiation. Yeah, so many things. Yep. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. How are you doing, Jeff? I, I'm doing well. Um, it's. It's been a busy week so far, and uh, um, it's nice to get to hang out with with you. Um, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's always fun with me. It's it's always fun. And by by the way, for both of you, happy belated Valentine's Day. Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah, it was. I bought a flower for myself. So. Oh, that's a planned, awesome. to be honest, but. But it's it's a plant that could potentially mm -hmm. flower. Um, not in this climate. Oh, well, I would okay. have to live in Bru in the whatever rainforest in Brazil or something for that to happen. So technically speaking, you still bought yourself a flower, and here's why. Exactly, this is a flowering <laughs> plant. Just because mm -hmm. it doesn't flower in your climate doesn't stop it from being a flowering plant. That is true. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and I love it. I could remember what it was. It was a calathea. So that's it sounds good to me. Looks fa looks fancy. Like I think it's called what was it called? Rattlesnake plant or something like that. It has a really funky name. It's it sounds like a plant you would find in southwest United States. <laughs> um yes, you do. Actually, that is definitely true because uh that particular plant, because it needs like tropical climate in Southern California and in Southern Florida, you will find. Is this the plant where on, on the stalks it has like the tiny little little pods that, that are all clumped together near the end? Uh, not quite. I don't know. I don't know if you can see that. I think you can. Oh, okay. Looks I know like exactly a, what plant this yeah. is. I had no idea that's a flowering plant. <laughs> yeah. As I said, in most climates, it doesn't. So it, so like for the people listening, like it looks like that's why it has the rattlesnake name. Like the, the top of the leaf is like green and like like lighter green, but then it has like a darker green pattern that looks like a rattlesnake. And the other underside is, is actually red. So that's I think that's where this name comes from. Which yeah. totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but as I said, like it's a really nice plant to grow inside. But if you want flowers, it has to grow outside, and that only works in tropical uh, climates. It's not warm enough here. Yeah, and where I live, I I mean, I see those plants often. Mm -hmm. Had yeah. no quite idea common it's a flowering plant. Yeah. 
I see. As I said, I think for most people, it's not because because where we are, it will never it will never happen. Well, I had no idea that yucca could grow over six feet mm -hmm. tall, like ten feet tall. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure and we had because one in, for years. In, yeah, I mean, in Arizona, there's a ton of them. Oh yeah, and it, it wasn't in, until Portugal, visiting so. Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, that I realized that yucca are really big plants because oh, in Colorado, <laughs> they uh, they rarely get over, say, yeah. two feet tall. Yeah, I, I think I have, like, the ones I have are, like, probably three feet here at home. Yeah, taller than what yeah. uh, what you'll get here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. But, like, Southern California, Arizona, you will see them, like, I mean, like, 10, 20 feet, I think. Bigger. I mean, they were taller than my house, so massive. That's big. I mean, that takes forever to grow that large. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> they're very, very slow. Because they're desert. I mean, it's usual for desert plants. They grow very, very slowly. Yep. Because, yeah, because that's what they have to do. Otherwise, mm -hmm. they yeah, don't have the, enough moisture. I, I, Anything else would use too much like nutrients and water. So, mm -hmm. yep. Well, we might as well do some uh, articles while we're yeah, here. Let's do that. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> today in botanics. No. Yeah. Today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the flora flashback. Yeah. <laughs> flashback. Okay, I, I've written that down as a show title. <laughs> <laughs> awesome um ian <laughs> before we started the show you were already talking about uh about what ultimately was going to be your topic today or your article yeah. today so let's start with you and cool. uh, and and i'll pretend for a minute like i don't know <laughs> what your your topic is yet um uh, here we go ian you got the first link in uh tell yeah. us about your story my story is to do with a class action lawsuit that's been approved to go ahead in the UK. And this is a, a three billion claim against uh, Facebook and Meta broad, and, and Breta in the broadest sense. Where it's three billion pounds. I'm pointing this out pounds. only because depending on where people in the world, they might assume you mean euros or dollars. No, between, uh, and it, the claim is seeking between two and 2.07 and 3.1 billion pounds in compensation for anyone that held a Facebook account between February 2016 and 2023. The reason why is the claimant is saying that we're not getting the best of the bargain that we we originally signed up for with signing into, <laughs> say, Facebook and say, yeah, OK, you can have some of my information in, in return for using your service. Instead, but you've milked us dry and taken every last piece of scrap of information and then blasting advertising ads. We don't think really that's a good deal. That's the upshot yeah. of what the that's the upshot of what people are saying. It's the condition of access in the platform is pursuant on the take it or leave it offer. We mm. can't we can't opt out of the amount of advertising we're fed. We can't opt out of how our data once signed over to Meta is used and which came back to the, the the conversations we were having before the show began the pre-show well, in pre-show sort of that time almost was we were talking about the idea now of how much of our information and how much of our data we want to hand over to our um our robotic overlords almost but you know <laughs> to 
Uh, but yeah. to the big, it's not the, big the robotic box. overlord is the billionaire yeah, overlords. It's the billionaire yeah. overlords of, <laughs> of our friends at Meta, uh, Google, mm. uh, Microsoft, even all of these companies will all mm. actively mine and use our data. I mean, I'm I have to say I'm I'm completely fed up with Windows 11 and its incessant <laughs> need to try and advertise and sell me things when it's an operating system. I don't want this. Honestly, mm. I'm. I am almost as a as a user of Windows and a user of Windows since it was invented. Yeah, I'm now almost said... at a point where I'm gonna. It's I my next computer <laughs> all going to be running SUSE or going to be running yeah. Mac OS. It's just I'm not going. It's I'm fed up. I'm fed up now. I don't yeah. advertise if... to me, please. I'll pay a yeah. license for your product. Just don't advertise to me. That's fine. If you had said. You're completely fed up with Windows and not mentioned the version. It still would have been true. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. I, I've come. I, I had. Yeah. The, I had this issue fit when Vista came out, and I and I got. Mm. I came back with the um the later ones, but <sighs> it's not getting any better, you know. And I okay, let let me tell you, Vista was I think what, the the last Windows version I ever ran. And I ran the shitty version of Vista. Like, yes, there was a shitty version. You would think Vista itself was was crap. No, there was a shitty version home. of Vista. No, 64-bit. That barely worked at all. Wow. But I ran the 64-bit first. Well, because it was 64-bit and that was cool then. Yeah, it was, you couldn't it get, was you couldn't new and cool. The... I think it was the first version of Windows in 64-bit sure and I, I got I it for had, free yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah let's yeah. run the 64-bit version. And it was crap. Yeah, it was. I had to go with it. I, 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 I ran that beta yeah. as well, yeah. yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't good. But <laughs> no. to sidetrack our kind of thing was the prevalence of marketing the premise of a layer of mm. advertising as a cost of us using services is getting larger and larger i run an ad block service that i mentioned yeah. before on my but, my network at home now because i'm fed up the, I'm, the whole the whole thing with the, these days is like you said yeah you pay the license fee and then like that's it yeah but from I, a comp from from microsoft's perspective they're i mean they're looking at it it's like okay if we can take the license fee and advertising money, why wouldn't we take both? Why wouldn't we do that? Yeah, no, because <laughs> I've given because yeah, I've because I've given yeah. yeah. But from a from a from an <laughs> from a unit agreement, we should say somewhere. Mm -hmm. Would you like to compare uh, participate in advertising programs? No, 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 no. And I mean, when I install mm. current yeah, versions of I Windows, I, I check all the things I've said. I do not mm. wish to be marketed. Um, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Same as I go through that, and it's. The um, it's the invitation to treat the fact that the, you're going to use the service right and we'll throw adverts at you. Mm -hmm. It's now starting to get almost. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, every time I see the internet without an ad blocker, it's almost unusable on any kind of large commercial website because I've got to yeah. try and navigate to read the text for the newspaper article between the adverts that are floating back and forth to make me to buy a Samsung phone. No, go away. Yeah, and I see. I mean, we've we've reached. I have a fundamental problem with the arguments of this of this case because mm. I don't think that I mean honestly I think we all kind of knew going in that that's the deal we're taking so I don't think you can argue you you can't argue after the fact that you didn't get enough out of it because like that's that's kind of like saying I don't know you buy a car and then like a year or five later you come back and you say why well, I didn't get enough of a car. It's kind yeah, of yeah, not, it's, not it's the really. manufacturer's fault. It's the manufacturer's yeah. fault that I didn't get uh, whatever another five wheels. Like I yeah. only had four. Yeah. It's not no, enough. I mean, I, like, I, it's I kind of weird. 
I completely agree with you. And, yeah. and I, I think this one is spurious. I'm not sure how far it will yeah. go anywhere, if at all. Yeah. But this is politics, it speaks right? to, but it, Yes, it's very much politics. But it yeah. speaks <laughs> to a whole thing we're seeing now on the internet mm. where very much all of our data is the commodity that uh, the, the various companies want. Yeah. And it's becoming increasingly difficult to access to useful services without giving up your privacy or giving up some of yeah. your data in order yeah. to access something useful. Like, for example, some people don't like that. I quite like Facebook. It's a good way of me keeping up with a group, different mm. groups of friends. It's a useful tool. I will continue to use it. But for I'd like to have a, a version where I pay, let's say if I, you pay, I pay you $5 a month and I can tell I'm, you'll turn off all advertising. Thank you very much. Mm. I will pay that. One of our one of our TV services over here, their, their streaming service, you can pay. I think it's four or five dollars a month for Channel Four, and they'll they'll mm. turn their advertisement offs for you. Again, that's it. <laughs> all I'm looking, really, all I'm looking for is a yeah. way for me to opt out without it, it being. Uh, and even if yeah. there's a cost involved, like when I get a yeah. Kindle device, I'll always pay the extra <laughs> few dollars to not have them advertise on the, the front for me. Yeah. You know. The the, the thing the thing here is, I mean, one, Facebook is actually, or Meta is actually doing that in, in the EU now, where I think because of the, the privacy laws here and, and the whole uh, Digital Markets Act, Facebook's basically saying, well, you can either allow us to like use your data and advertise to you and all of that, or you can pay us and then we don't do that. So yeah. they're kind of doing that. The, the problem, I think the problem, the it's a problem the entire, I think the entire world almost is running into. Like it's really, yeah. it's getting more and more difficult to make money. I mean, it's not that that those services are currently making ridiculous amounts of money, but that the return on investment is getting smaller and smaller. Like your data being contributed to Meta, I think, is not worth as much as it was ten years ago yeah. because they've now collected so much about everybody that they kind of know. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not was... getting the data is not. The quality of the data is not getting any better by you continuing. Yeah, because and... I mean that's the, the argument we were we were talking about again earlier, where mm -hmm. I'm sort of I, as I said as I as I said, sort of the idea, and I mentioned this before on the show, where I'm I'm starting now to consider whether I want to opt out of Google services mm -hmm. and move move elsewhere and start yeah. googling my life a little bit and moving away mm -hmm. from that. And mm -hmm. but my two questions that I have and I still haven't got answers that make me happy yet until I until I've worked those out in my head hey am I just putting on a hair shirt and all I'm going to do is make my <laughs> life more and more difficult to do anything useful because I like right. using my Google I like using my Google login as a as a nice wolf service to when I mm -hmm. log into services it's really convenient and uh, on, on the other side of things I don't want to share my data with them you know and which mm. and I don't know. Do I want hassle of advertising of hosting my own services and running my own systems? I've done yeah. that. I've done that years ago. I'm not going back there yeah. again. But I want to have some so, control of it. Yeah, but the, I think that's that that's exactly the fundamental problem. I think that honestly, I think the business model that our internet currently and maybe our entire world is kind of running on is not working anymore. Like, you know, the, the internet started with, I would say, mostly the free internet. Yes, it was quite expensive to access in the beginning, especially. Mm -hmm. But from that point on, it was basically free. And it was free because 
I mean, someone paid for it. Like yeah, whether it was your for it government or universities or individual people hosting stuff on their own servers at home were doing that. Yeah, and we've got almost and, and now get, we have gone carry yeah, on. I'll, yeah, now now we have like a whole like fifty years later or something, we have a whole of the internet with a million gazillion things that we have and can do and that are really cool, like Wikipedia and, and Google and YouTube and like think about like all basically ninety five percent probably of what we have on the internet is free in some sense that you can access it for free. You might, as I said, you might, as you said, you might be paying in your data or whatever, but it's for you usage-wise free. If you were to pay for all of that, what do you think? How much of that would survive? Yes, that's the point. Yeah, I was you were circle. Yeah, none of it exactly. Yeah. The point is they built a model around the idea of it's all free, mm -hmm. and now what they've realised that, um, but we'll we'll take a little bit of information from you. We can use that, and that'll help us keep mm -hmm. the lights on. And people yeah. thought, oh yeah, that's all right. I don't mm -hmm. mind that. What have I got yeah. to hide? Or we take, else? Or, yeah, or we take money from investors that have a lot of money. Yeah. Then we can offer the service for free or next to nothing, and then hopefully down the line we'll figure out how to make money. Yeah, it's and, part of the model. I mean, that's how Uber for the longest time survived, right? Uber, uh, Netflix, all of them. At some point, I mean, they started charging, but especially in the beginning, it was paid by. There's entire services out there. I mean, DoorDash is like half, I would say, still paid by investors and not by people ordering things. And because if if you were actually to charge what what you would have to charge and pay your people also like properly, that nobody would order. Yeah, and then you've got the other problem as well, which I think is slightly more sort of tangent. If you went say, all right, then we'll start charging for all these services. Mm. We say going to create a digital divide we're going to create digital poverty where yeah. there's some people that use these services for free because they are all they need mm -hmm. to have is a, a mobile phone or some internet access yeah. and all of a sudden now these services now cut off from them because mm -hmm. it was fine while it was free and i, I can't afford yeah. a ten dollars twenty dollars a month whatever for an internet service that gives me everything i need yeah yeah it's that's not gonna that's not gonna fly yeah. i mean so, some services where, have that right because i mean mm. like Dropbox, for example, or whatever, they have a, or I think even like, um, oh crap, what's the music service now? We're thinking on this. Spotify? Spotify, yeah. They have a free, they have a free tier. Yeah. Which you can use, but it's basically paid for, well, in Spotify's case, probably there's also advertisements, but like. It is In, in Dropbox's awesome. case, uh, like it's basically paid for by the people pay, paying for it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So like the the five percent or whatever that are paying for it are basically paying for the ninety five percent. Sure, there's limitations. Like it's not you don't get the same level of everything. So but, for all yeah. of you that don't pay for Dropbox, you're welcome because I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is, and, yes. and 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 I mean, I'm not sure that is fair or a good model, but it's one solution for what you said. Like, not every. I mean, as I said, if think about what you're using on a daily basis. Including BTN, mm -hmm. and now think about if you had to pay even even one dollar or one pound for everything. I I think you would run out of money. No, I, I or remember more likely you would reduce about... what you're using simply mm -hmm. because you can't afford it. I remember when there was talk about uh, or speculation about the internet is going to move to microtransactions for mm -hmm. everything. Like you do a web search, 
and you pay a fraction of a penny for mm -hmm. that and yeah. oh a page loads okay you pay a little bit for that and and uh, and there were some people probably investors saying yeah this will be great because they're just mm -hmm. seeing money coming in and then the rest of us were like that's not uh, a tenable model and I mean, yeah. there is a there is actually a built-in, to some extent, there is a built-in payment model in on the map. It's on the, on the internet. I think it's just it's not, on the back side. It's on the back side, and it's I think also not really with the with modern modern things not really working all that well. I mean, it's almost <laughs> kind of like the old days of AOL. You pay for AOL, and you got your access to the internet because AOL yeah. came with because the internet came that, with your AOL subscription. Yeah, and that's kind. I mean, that's kind. It is still that way. Like the the money you pay for your access, some of that gets gets routed to other parts of the internet. Mm. So so the services pay some because that's their basically their internet access, their data, and you pay for it because it's your bandwidth, your data, and that gets routed through the network, and there is peering agreements in the background where like I mean I, I think there's agreements where it's simply zero because it's not like it's basically okay you're sending me this much data I'm getting from you this much data and it's basically zero and like okay we don't mm -hmm. need to invoice that it's just too much hassle to create an invoice of zero basically um, just shuffling money from A to B but for the most part that's how the internet works the problem is that the services on the end like the YouTube's for I mean YouTube it's, I always think about that like Apple and YouTube especially, and probably the other big players as well, the amount of data that's being sent. I mean, just think about how much video content is on YouTube. And you can watch it yeah. all if you want. I mean, no, you can't watch it all if you wanted to because you would run out of time. But in theory, all of it can be watched. They keep it yeah. all. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. That, that, for, that and, costs and for, CPU, that costs CPU cycles, storage, and time, doesn't yeah. it? More free. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. they're quite smart and quite good at it, and they have a business model. And there is some, I mean, I think that's why they're pushing. I mean, that's why you get so many ads. I think it's not that YouTube wants to, I mean, no, it's not only that YouTube and Google want to make a lot of money, it's also that this is really expensive and they want to push people to pay for it. Yeah. Make it as annoying as possible to not pay, but still possible. And then people will pay. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, it's... it's one way, and they're still selling your data in the background and all of it. But as I said, there, there, I'm, I'm kind of Netflix as well. I think just thinking about the amount of data that, like, for video streaming is necessary. Well, Amazon Prime—they just yeah. added the three dollar a month mm -hmm. uh, bonus fee to have what you <laughs> yeah. previously had. Yeah, yeah, uh, the we... ad-free experience. Yeah. yeah, which in this case I think was simply a okay. We don't raise the prices, but now you get ads. Because everybody else raised prices because stuff simply got more expensive. I get that. Yeah. So I they were like, okay, we don't want to price. do that. So you just get ads and then you can keep paying what you're paying. If you're if you want if you want the race, then you opt in basically and say, Okay, I want the race, and so I pay a little bit more. I yeah. think that's okay. I mean, yeah, it's shitty for the people not wanting the to pay or not able to pay. Was was really crappy. Yes. But I mean what they did, I get it. And mm -hmm. uh yeah, um, I mean, it could have just said, "Hey, you just now you're paying three bucks more." Right, and it, and if you if you're okay having ads, well, mm -hmm. we knock three bucks off. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there would um, have been a way to do that. We should probably hit another story. Yeah. Although, oh, Ian, yeah. you knocked it out of the park with that one. Yes. 
holy crap interesting it's an interesting thing when you when you look at the bigger picture it's a very mm -hmm. interesting thing we're gonna we're yeah. only gonna see more of this as time goes on mm -hmm. so it's it's an interesting thing yeah and that's i mean maybe one one last word before we move on mm -hmm. there have been plenty of services like social media that have tried to do that model you pay and then you get you you have that access and it's not advertised and all of that and to my knowledge basically all of them have failed the uh... mastodon doesn't count because mastodon yeah, is mostly mastodon paid by count. volunteers and and people like me just giving that that away it's not a central okay you pay and then you get access service yeah uh microdot blog they're still around and they're doing mm -hmm. stuff and you pay for the... oh man i don't recall if there's yeah. a free level for micro.blog yeah it could be but at least i at least all the social media services i know that have tried that okay the the paid only model i think all of them failed because all of them had the problem of nobody wanted to pay for it right especially if there's a free service facebook and and <laughs> exactly. twitter and yeah yeah yeah, I, I remember app.net, which I was a big fan of, paid for forever and went away. There we go. Yeah. 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 So I think it's time for my story. It is totally time for your yeah. story, okay. Patrice. So yes. uh, I wanted to mention one. don't want to talk about it, because, but, but it fit really well because we were talking about social media. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a queer AF uh, Mastodon instance that disappeared because the Taliban uh, took away the AF domain. So not a surprise, <laughs> I would say, because if you're if you're if you're using an Afghan like domain and you're kind of in the LGBTQ area, I think there's a good chance they're just gonna take it away. So yeah, they're just gonna shut that down. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they're not gonna let you do yeah. that. So I wanted to mention that simply. It's it's just an interesting thing that happened. But and <laughs> what an awesome Mastodon instance. Queer AF. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great name. Like I really liked it, and I heard yeah. of it a bunch of times. But yeah, okay, now now it doesn't exist anymore. That's what happens. But what I really want to talk about is something in the U.S. that I, I think is quite cool and interesting, and I think will have no effect whatsoever. And that's the FCC banning robocalls with AI-generated voices. Yeah, I'm not seeing how they can effectively enforce this. Because they, they can't enforce effectively the whole uh, robocall spam exactly. market anyhow. Yeah, I mean, it will not have an effect. Yes, because for the for the legitimate companies like the the Metas, the Facebook, the, the the Microsoft, the Apples, whatever, they they are now banned from ever doing that for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that that is basically gone. Like done. And so I think for them, it's and, and for all the billion startups that are like, oh, we can do robo AI voices and do like all of that. So those are gone. What it doesn't stop is what they I think wanted to stop, which is uh, like the scams and the, the bad stuff. And that's not going to differ because they could, I mean, they couldn't police it if they try, even if they wanted. No, that, that's far like just shutting down the, the phone States. network. Not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, uh, the the, uh, the spam caller, spam text message uh, mm -hmm. market in the U.S. is, I mean, it's enforced, but it practically speaking, it can't be because all of the companies that are doing this, they have their companies are outside the United States. Even and if they're they, in the United States, 
Like, forget that. Like, yeah. I mean, you could set up a company in somewhere, whatever, Minnesota, and whatever, run it, whatever. It's like all all there is is like a, it's like a post box. Yes. And and if they if they ever even catch you, because you can fake a ton of stuff and like whatever. But if they ever catch you, there's nothing to do. That company just disappears, and the next one pops up. I mean, that's what that's what like. Well, it's not even the next one pops up. Yeah. It's the same one pops up with a different name, exactly. and they're acting as the as the uh, the bridge for mm -hmm. their offshore companies. Yes, and yeah, so yeah. they just. I mean, that's what drug cartels and whatever are doing all the time. Like yeah. this is not this is not new. The same same model. It's simply very very hard to to catch that because they're they're simply using all the all the tricks in the book to to hide their identities. Like yep. even if someone showed up somewhere and tried to seize whatever, and like there's nobody. Yeah, the the timing on this um, ruling, um, to me, it, it's really interesting because mm -hmm. we are are going headstrong into a presidential election season in the United States, and if you look at what we've had with uh, with the uh, the whole uh, election cycles the past couple especially the last one mm -hmm. there's so much disinformation that's being put out and presented in a way that makes it appear legit enough for people to buy in mm -hmm. to it and uh, and if you had the ability inside the united states to run a campaign where you were were using ai to generate voices uh and likenesses of people that appear to be endorsing someone that they wouldn't talking mm -hmm. out against something that they that they actually support or saying things that they didn't say that uh that put them in a bad light yeah, yeah. Th this is really important that the fcc is doing this right now going mm -hmm. into this season yeah and, and i yeah. think it was it's not a coincidence no it's it's i mean there, there was very recently the the a call that appeared to to be from joe biden president joe biden and i think it was new hampshire and it was not so oh, right. yeah yep. so totally a coincidence yeah um by the way this is a ruling like the law of, the laws for this already exists but the problem was that that like ai generated voice was kind of not explicit because it's so new kind of it was not explicitly covered under those laws so sure you could go after someone for fraud that was already possible mm -hmm. like for sure because that's illegal i said then like you see how well that works it doesn't um but they couldn't go after someone just purely based on they're using a, like a fake voice basically and this ruling just clarifies that this ai generated voices are covered under uh, what does it say here uh, under the, the telephone consumer protection act as a artificial or pre-recorded voice that's yes. all basically that's all that that ruling really does it just connects that to an existing act in this case you know, for people that may not know the reference that you made, Patrice, about the uh, the presidential fake call, mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know, the <laughs> short version, uh, there was an AI call 
that went out to to a bunch of people in uh, I don't remember what state. But yeah, it was a, New Hampshire. Okay, New Hampshire. Yes, mm-hmm. and then uh, and what it and what what the call was was this AI fake voice of President Biden saying, "Don't go and uh, to the uh, polls this year. Do not go yeah. and vote." It- they, they, basically, the polls were like the election was moved, or I think they were closed, or something like that. It said like so. Yeah. Basically, not just saying don't go voting, but basically saying, oh, it's not happening. Yeah, and uh, and that's yeah. exactly it was for the, the kind of for thing the primary. So yeah. so yeah, so exactly. Well. It's, it, I think it's it's an interesting thing. As I said, I mean. This is the kind of thing that I expect from government agencies to do, even even though it is not super effective, it still puts up the guidelines for the even the good actors to say, okay, this is okay and this is not. Yeah, it's simple as that. I, I agree. It's important it's also important because there's so many things that that common sense tells us this is bad or this is wrong, you mm-hmm. shouldn't do it. But mm. unless it's explicitly spelled out. It doesn't mean you can't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And and I mean, even if you don't scam, I mean, in this case, I think, I mean, I'm not sure if any other laws were broken with this. I don't know. It might be inter- like election interference or something. Like, who knows? But it, there there is cases where there is no other law being broken because it's not, not a scam or whatever. But you can still, as you said, like just misinformation you can distribute. Mm-hmm. And Just the only can, the only the only problem should. that is is that you use the voice of someone else, like someone like famous, for example. Mm-hmm. Might, not be, might not be illegal. I don't know. Could yeah, you use different. the voice or of someone would, people trust. Yeah, it, it might not be illegal, or it might be hard to prove that it's illegal. But so with this, they can at least point to say, well, they still use the voice of someone that was not allowed. Mm-hmm. And then you have at least something to go after. I mean, I'm guessing that's what happened here, that they've had a hard time proving or whatever that this is illegal. But now they can at least say, well, in the future, we can like at least categorize the AI voice as like covered under this Consumer Protection Act. Mm-hmm. So, well, it'll be interesting to see if if the... FCC can actually take action against anyone over this. As far as I know, it's even not the FCC. It's the um, the like local uh, the local. Oh, so like uh, states' attorney generals. Yes, attorney generals is what I was looking for. Yes, okay. It gives them the tools to now officially do that. I think it's still on the state level, not on the FCC though. I, I don't know, but at least that's what the argument says. Okay, and I and I said that wrong. States attorneys general, not attorney yes. generals. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> um, so, what's your story, Jeff? Well, I mean, I think we have time for one. So. Yeah, we do. But we have like 12 minutes left. Oh. So well, then maybe not. <laughs> all right. So I'll tell you what my story, uh, would have been real fast, um, just so you know. Tesla truck, the cyber trucks are already resting. <laughs> that was oh, my story. Funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tesla, they're just not super reliable with their uh, with their product, which means they should have taken a page from TSO Host, who is super reliable. Um, 
So TSO Host, they offer web hosting services, hence the host part of TSO Host. And uh, and they make it easier for you to buy domain names and they offer uh, a really good pricing and they're awesome. And what they're doing to help us is they're giving us the bandwidth so that we can live stream shows every single week. They're giving us the hosting space so we can have a, a website there for you to go and, and check out all the shows. And uh, well, and also, so there's a place to have a button so that you can make donations for the, uh, the daily news show, which you should totally do. And, uh, and they're also giving us the server space that we need so that we can host all of the recordings for you. So we've got that bandwidth, that, that web hosting and, uh, and the server space, put all that together. That lets us do what we do, but it, but why is it so important that they're helping us out with this by actually providing us with all those those tools? It's because all of this, all of this takes so much to do resource-wise, we wouldn't be able to make it happen without their incredibly generous support. So we really appreciate that TSO Host is here and that they're giving back to the community by giving us the, the tools and resources we need so we can bring live shows to you every single week and, and, uh, and let you listen to your favorite episodes whenever you want. So thank you, TSO Host. Now, please go out on social media and thank TSO Host for being here and supporting us. That, that's a super easy ask. It's fast just go do it. It lets them know that uh, that everyone's aware that that they're giving something back to the community. And uh, I mean, well, they know because they're actually doing it, but it's nice for them to know that we appreciate what they're doing. So please go give them some online love. Um, now, if it turns out that you've come up with an amazing domain name like uh, like Flora Flashback dot com then uh then you could go to tsa host and buy the domain name for for a great price and uh, but then also you could throw the discount code btn20 into your cart and you get 20 percent off that that domain name purchase if you need web hosting throw that in there too get 20 percent off that <laughs> so not only are they being incredibly generous by helping us out they're being incredibly generous by offering a really sweet deal for you just because you're part of the BTN family. So thank you, TSO hosts, for being here and supporting us. And speaking of support, holy crap, Patrice, do I need yours? We have established <laughs> already that I suck at uh, <laughs> at telling people about the live chat and mm -hmm. the uh, and the um, the archive of the live chat. And, uh, and I can't even get the name of the show right. <laughs> I think we know what you're talking about. So we have a really, really cool live chat that you can, I mean, you can visit any time of the day, but especially you should visit when we are recording these BTN shows. Um, so for the big show, that is Thursdays, usually at 7 p.m. UK time. And I say usually because for all show times, please check our website, check our social media. Every now and then, like tomorrow, for example, um, we might have to shift something because of schedule things. So that's uh, that does happen. And uh, Fridays, 4 p.m. UK time for the Mac show. Well, tomorrow it will be 
3.30 p.m. UK time for the Mac show because That's of my fault. scheduling. No, it's not anybody's fault. It's just similarly, sometimes we need to work and make money and that just interferes with, with this that we do more or less for free. So makes sense that, that we push that a bit around. So check our social media. We try to keep our schedule, but every now and then it doesn't, doesn't work. And then you head over to chat.britishtechnetwork.com to talk to us live. So that's how cool and easy it is. And there's no registration and no giving away your data other than like what your post will be on our website. Um, but like no data is sold ever to anybody, any of that. Um, literally you don't even have to register with your name. We don't even care. Like just come in, talk to us, have fun. That's what it's for. And we post the, the links to the articles, the cool things, all of that. But if you are listening to this in the recorded form, in our, like on a website, in your favorite podcast player, on YouTube, wherever you are finding our podcasts, do not worry. Um, we still have the transcript for you. So you can for sure not go to the live chat, doesn't work, but you can still see what was talked about, can see the links and click on them and all of that. And in order for you to do that, head over to britishtechnetwork.com forward slash chat. And then a very nice little calendar will ask, will nicely ask you for a date. And that's a date for what you want to see. And you put in, for example, today's date, uh, any date between now basically and June 15, June 2nd, 2015. Put that in, you will see whatever was talked about on that day. So for day for, for today, for example, that would be February 15th, 2024. If you put that in, you will see everything that we talked about in the chat today. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. True professional. And then there's me. Um, <laughs> all right. So... <laughs> It is now time for some cool things. And Ian, you already have your cool thing here yeah. in the chat that Patrice just told everyone about. So tell us about your cool yeah. thing. My cool thing is another book by a guy called Randall Monroe. If anyone knows who Randall Monroe is, he's the cartoonist behind the web comics, the XKCD comics. Ah, okay. And he does some great books. This latest one is called The Thing Explainer. Complicated stuff. In simple words, his challenge was to explain complicated things using a thousand word, a thousand simple words, and it's brilliant. And a little thumb through, he explains cells, and he does those all in in following the principle that I love from Feynman: the idea of to explain. If you understand a thing, you can explain it to a five-year-old. Elevator, submarines, yeah. sea. Wow. Yeah, there's um, things I've like seen boat that his, goes under uh, the sea. Is uh, he does his wonderful uh, diagrams and stuff explanation yeah. before, and it's absolutely wonderful. It's mm -hmm. genius. It, it, and at the moment, if you're buying it on Kindle in the UK, it's ninety nine p bargain. Buy it. If you want the paperback copy, that's eleven ninety. Still, it's still not expensive. Mm. I'd rec I recommend any of his stuff. I also had another one called What If, and he explores those ideas like what if someone on one side of the wall jumps up and down while someone on the other side of the wall does the same thing. Is he going to make the world split in half? And things and other crazy ideas people have. And he explains why no, that's not going to happen. Or maybe, but and he does another good job of kind of debunking silliness. And that's fantastic too. So I really mm -hmm. recommend have a look at those. And of course, go to XC, XKCD on mm -hmm. the internet and have a look at his cartoons because they're always well they're written, awesome. funny, 
and yes. usually funny. Mm-hmm. So we got that guy's called Randall Monroe. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I just know oh. the XKCD, right? Yeah, XKCD. Yeah. <laughs> it's him. He always keeps mm. gigs mm-hmm. like us smiling, anyway. Mm. But yeah, I recommend though. I recommend that book. It's fun thing for ninety nine pence. Wait a second. Didn't he also write the? I think didn't he write the one hundred or one thousand one reasons to whatever something dolphin in the face? Let me get me that. Oh, he could well have done. He's got a few books. Let me let me look at what what's on his list of books. He's oh no, that's the other guy. That's the old. That's the old me. The old me guy. Whatever that's the one I meant. Five very good reasons to punch a dolphin in the mouth and other. <laughs> okay, but that was oatmeal. Okay, I thought it was the same guy. Yeah. No, good He's book. Got, I, I will buy if, it. It's a really good book. What if, yeah, what if two, awesome. and also there's how to, all by him and kind of other bits of madness. So they're, they're wonderfully good. They're wonderfully good fun. Very nice. Awesome. I like it. All right, Patrice, it's now your turn. Okay, my turn. Um... I decided today to pick a TV show that I kind of had on my list for quite some time and never get around to it. They're already in the second season. It's Halo. Um, I'm not a gamer. I have absolutely no clue about Halo game, whatever, what even how this show even relates whatsoever to games. I just know there's Halo as a game. Um, I'm assuming that somehow there's a relationship. I don't give a really. It's like it's a really good science fiction action TV show. That's what I care about. It's huh. uh, I had it's... not considered watching at all. Me neither. Because and... I know it's it's uh, yeah from the first person shooter but, game. And, and I think that's why I was kind of it was a, I had heard of it from somewhere or some podcast. Someone mentioned it. I was like, oh, maybe maybe I should consider it. It does sound interesting, but exactly for that same reason because I usually tend to stay away from all those game tie-in movies and shows because they're usually not my thing. Um, so I was kind of hesitant, but then I watched a trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, mm, could be interesting. I said, I know nothing about the backstory. I don't know whether it's good or bad. Don't care at all. Like, not, it's like for me, it is a actually really fun sci-fi action TV show. It has it has it's 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 kind of how do I explain that? It's kind of a little bit the expanse meets the expanse meets I don't know some James Bond or something. Now James Bond is a bad example, like some action thing, whatever Mission Impossible. I don't know. It's it's there's basically the story is there is this kind of elite. So just like a whole universe, human beings are on different planets and all of that. And there is these, let's say, elite commandos. They're kind of, there's a story to them. They're kind of genetically or not genetically, they're, they're kind of cybernetically improved and engineered and trained, whatever. They're super soldiers, basically, in those really big, bulky armors, and they can do crazy stuff. But it's kind of a side plot, I would almost say. Yes, it is important. There is some fighting, and, and sometimes it plays a role that they're soldiers. But it's actually more about those those soldiers kind of start to discover their past and their real personalities. They're kind of breaking through that what the military wanted them, what they did to them, honestly, as kids, turns out, and what what they wanted. And there's a whole like there's another race uh, involved, and there's a whole mystery thing. Like they kind of find 
artifacts and they do things and nobody knows what exactly, but they're doing crazy stuff. And there's, there's like personal relationships and personal issues and like the good and the bad of societies even is involved. Like, and, and it's, it's just in, in itself, like there's a little bit like the, there's certain aspects of like the, the Kingpin story where there's like some person leading like a cartel basically and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's just, there's a lot of it is in this show, a lot of human stuff happening. Yeah. There's some action. There's some, okay, they go to planets and, and like smash things and shoot things and whatever they do that. But it's actually most of the time honestly spent on like personal things. Even there's a, there's an AI that turns out to be actually quite cool and good. You wouldn't have expected that it was created to do something bad and kind of turned on the creator. Stuff like that. So it's it's actually a good show. And mm. I really like I started watching the first episode. Like, yeah, okay, that could be interesting. Start second one and then binge the entire season. <laughs> it was All really right. good. Well, and now I'm in season two. The season two just came it's just coming out, like the first three episodes are out. So it's basically now starting. Um in the US, it's on a ton of services, Fubo, Paramount, Showtime, Prime, uh, I think. Prime. Yeah. The first thing at least is on Prime. It's on oh. Paramount over here because they've been advertising. It's mm -hmm. been getting a bit of advertising, yeah, exactly on TVs and things on TV yeah. and things. So I'll watch it. So yeah, it's that if you're into sci-fi and into that like kind of sci-fi, I think Jeff, you might enjoy it. So I'll check it out. Great. I'll go into it with an open mind. Yeah, I, yeah, as I said, I should have I should have already had an open mind for this because mm -hmm. I started watching The Last of Us when it came out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And was immediately drawn in and loved it, yeah. And uh, and and I had never played the game, or games, yeah. and it's yes. the same with Halo. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I may really enjoy this. Yeah, it's it's, it's sad for for me. It, it, I I pushed it out and pushed it out, and then I was like, hey, like now I'm running out of shows that I've had on my list I wanted to watch. So maybe I give up. It's there. Maybe I'll give it a try now. And I, I'm glad I did. And I'm, the, the the actors are actually quite interesting. They're not, most of them not too well known, I would say. So they're not the, the A-listers that you might have everywhere. But they're really mm -hmm. good, like fits. Like the, the main character, the, the, the main commando master chief, uh, it's, it's like a guy called uh, Pablo Schreiber. Um, and he, like, he plays that jarhead, bulky... Grawhead, really, really well. Mm -hmm. But he's the funny thing with him is, as he discovers emotions and history and stuff, he he acts that out really well. So he breaks cool. through that, you know, that macho military. I mean, he's he's in the beginning. You could say he's a robot. He's a robot out of flesh and blood, but he's a robot because that's what the military turned him into basically and then he breaks through that and it's sad and there's intrigues and stuff like happening this it's a really interesting show so all right i'll check it out check it out cool all right then i guess it's time for my cool thing which ties in with the whole thing about uh about amazon prime and and the streaming services and we're suddenly paying more um so mine is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, oh. the BBC uh, TV series, because the proper, yes. one. Yes. The proper one. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and you can get it on a, a DVD and Blu-ray, or nice. um, I think you can also buy it as a, as a streaming series. But uh, I ended up buying the DVD set. Mm-hmm. And even though I have a Blu-ray player, but with it, it's just so much easier for me to rip DVDs and uh, put them on my Plex than to try and and get a Blu-ray onto mm-hmm. uh, on, mm-hmm. onto my Plex. Also smaller, and for an old show like that, it's probably yeah, yeah, and it doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, it isn't going to um, clean up that well in any way. I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So okay, what's great about the 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 version that uh, that I included in my mm-hmm. uh, in my link is that th- this is called like the special edition. So um, it has been remastered. The So the image quality has been improved. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's it's upscaled to uh, 4K or anything, but uh, the the video is they much They took cleaner. the film, basically. Yeah, the, the yeah. colors are uh, better. N- not like mm-hmm. they change them in a way where you're like, blah, but like... <laughs> They they have better technology for accurately reproducing mm. the colors that were actually there when they filmed, and then it has a, a second disc, and it's this whole documentary that was done after the the series was completed, and uh, and it's done almost like it's uh, it's part of the, mm-hmm. the series, and they. Uh, it, and part of it includes having the actor who plays Arthur Dent in costume mm-hmm. go to the house that they use for filming his house, which is it's a farmhouse somewhere in England. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and they I've like tour that. the <laughs> yeah they tour the house, yeah. and then he sits down with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy itself, mm-hmm. and. They uh, and they start talking about all all of the stuff that went into making the series, um, and then interviews and stuff. And mm. the way they do it to tie it all together is, he's talking about something from the series, and then they show him looking at it on the on the guide. And then of course they zoom in on the guide screen, and that becomes your screen. Damn you, Gamut! I've just bought, I've just spent some yeah. money. My, You're my, welcome. Um... Yeah, right. I'm you, Gamet. That was eight. That was eight, <laughs> I was eight of my eight of my English pounds just spent. Oh, <laughs> that's totally worth it. Totally yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah my, my uncle. Completely. I haven't got. I haven't got any copy of that on yeah. any sensible form. And if they remastered it, then so much the matter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think my uncle had like wonderful. an old, like I mean, nineties or eighties. Well, nineties if it's DVD, probably version of that. Uh, it could, I mean, he was a big fan. He had like the original radio play. He had the the original mm-hmm. BBC. Like he didn't care most more for the modern stuff. But he really oh, that. No. and I've I've seen it and it was really good. My my favorite is still the peril sensitive shades. Like how they do that in the in the TV, in the TV show. Yeah, it's galactic yeah, goggle blasters and yeah, oh yeah, and, and Zaphod Bagelbrocks and all yeah, of the yeah, good stuff. And the um, Mar- Marvin. Marvin, yeah. Marvin, Marvin the, the Baron. Robot. Oh, yeah. No. Where I like the more modern version, actually, it looks nicer. Like it's just done, be- done better, but mm-hmm. it kind of has its own charm, like the old kind of. But it doesn't version. look like four cardboard <laughs> boxes and string hung together <laughs> and painted with yes. silver tie and painted with silver yeah. paint. Exactly. Yes. But it it, it, it yes. has its own kind of charm to do that. Oh, they do. It does. <laughs> Those things do, I think. Yeah. So when you see the old, uh, when you see old Doctor Who, again, the same mm. thing is. 
-hmm. it's very much that same school of filmmaking and that same yeah. school of yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. well, it was all BBC, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah. yeah yeah i mean not that modern bbc is that i mean you can still tell it's kind of yeah okay this is where Shaky they have corners that stuff. yes of it's course <laughs> all right so here we are bagging on the uh, the effects and costumes. Mm -hmm. The series, which I learned this in the documentary, it uh, it broke ground in some of the special effects things that that uh, we were we were seeing mm -hmm. then follow up in in movies and TV shows where they were doing really interesting things with their with their matte paintings mm -hmm. to make to to take these small sets that they had and turn them into these expansive things yeah. and they did it so well that it wasn't until i saw the documentary that i realized how much of what they were doing on other planets and spaceships was all done with uh with these, paintings. these matte paintings on glass mm -hmm. and then even going back and watching some of the scenes again i'm like no, it looks right. <laughs> they nailed yeah. it. Yeah, it's not like uh, Next Generation where you can clearly tell this is a painting. <laughs> right. In some cases. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just yeah. just amazing. Mm -hmm. Also, so, there's, I mean, a whole world of comic artists when they got kind of fed up of the, the comic industry went mm -hmm. into the movie world of storyboarding and the map paintings for the back of the mm -hmm. for the back of shots now there's a load of guys that went that came out of that yeah. went off to to do yeah. that there's a really good living in it a lot of well. artists did that yeah. mm -hmm. a lot of the comics guys did that they mm -hmm. went into that that world because it was a it was a great living in it yeah great great pick i yeah i'm happy with that one all yeah. right mostly harmless but a great mostly, mostly harmless, harmless. <laughs> yep um, um jinx <laughs> okay so with that it is now time to wrap up and uh holy crap i've had so much fun today and uh and you know what thank you to both of you for taking me by the hand and helping me get through the show even helping me figure out what show i'm on today both of you absolutely rock um uh, patrice where can people find you you can find me here every week on the big show on Thursdays and also on the Mac show on Fridays, except for the weeks where I'm traveling and I'm in Lisbon. That usually doesn't work out. Sometimes I can join, but not always. You can find everything I'm doing, all the social media links, including my Mastodon and like everything else. I don't think there's a Twitter X on there anymore. I think I removed that. Um, but yeah, all of that on my website, thepatrice.com. And if you want to join Mastodon, since we talked about it, let's let's pick that. Uh, techhangout.social. If you know us, you can reach out to us and then we will provide you an invite link because it is invite only. I want to keep it small. Don't want to have a massive instance where it's a headache to maintain it. Uh, a couple people that I know. There's a bunch of shows on there. Like we have a bunch of podcasts, including the British Tech Network. So at British Tech, at techhangout.social, for example. British Tech Network. We also have in touch with iOS, a bunch mm -hmm. of others that are on on there. So, yeah, reach out to us. You can you can be there too. Awesome. All right, and Ian, where can people find you? People can find me easiestly on LinkedIn. I'm in. My hand was off the screen there. I'm in Grant. Well done. 
that's usually the easiest place to find me these days. I, and my business presence is probably the best one. I'm also on Facebook somewhere. You might find me there. And I'm in the chat room here on, on BTN. And I'm here in the Slack room on BTN. And I'm here every week on a Thursday when other things don't drag, drag me away to help out with. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Then for me, social media, Jay Gamut. Uh, I'm active on uh, Mastodon, Instagram, and I'm getting better at being active on threads. And then uh, for shows, uh, most Tuesday evenings, U.S. time on Chuck Joyner's Mac Voices Live. Then on Thursdays here on The Big Show. See, I can get it right now. Why couldn't I get it right at the beginning of the show? The Big Show. Then Thursday evenings, U.S. time on Dave Ginsburg's In Touch with iOS. Then back here on Fridays for the Mac show. And uh, and then also Brian Chaffin and I do The Context Machine. And yeah, that's enough for now. So with that, thank you again to both of you for being so awesome and uh, just making my Thursday afternoon just fantastically wonderful. You rock. For everyone that's watching, listening live, participating in the chat, thank you for being here. Love all of you. So glad you're here with us. And uh, everyone that uh, that watches or listens to the shows later on, thank you for being part of the BTN family as well. You are all amazingly awesome. And uh, TSO host, thank you for being here and supporting us. Please go give them some online love and uh, thank them for, for being here. Yeah, and then um, um, the Daily News Show. Don't forget about that. I mentioned it earlier. Check it out because it's your five-minute chunk of, uh, of, of tech news that you need every day. And be sure and throw money at that show as well because uh, it takes extra money for us to make that one happen. And, uh, and there's a button right on the homepage. So you can, you can click and, and send money in to make the show keep going. So, so please do that. Hey, Ewan, thank you for being you. Muller, thank you for making sure we have people for shows. And uh, so that's about it. So be sure and join us tomorrow for the Mac show. And we'll see if I actually get the show name right at the beginning, because I kind of have a pattern lately. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then, be sure and tune in next week for the big show on Thursdays, the Mac show on Fridays, and everyone have a great weekend.